Namaste, Namaskaram, Vanakam, Namunamaha, Jai Ganesha. Please visit our website at classicalyoga.org and there is a donate button if you would like to help us out. And please stand up for the Hindu, yoga, religious, spiritual, scientific, philosophical lifestyle. Today's podcast, Exclusive Deification, Inclusive Deification, Exclusive and Inclusive Wisdom. And thoughts on Ayodhya and the Ram Pran Pratishta. It is very encouraging that Hindus are, quote-unquote, stepping up to the plate, asserting themselves as Hindus. And importantly, we need to recognize that there are many synonyms. We are most popularly known by the word Hindu-Hindu. Remember, the pronunciation doesn't really make a difference in the meaning of the word. Whether we say Hindu or Hindu, similarly, whether we say Santi or Shanti, or Sakti or Shakti, or Siva and Shiva, we know that the meaning is the same. And what is the meaning of this word Hindu-Hindu? Chandra, Sarid, Bindu, Soma. An original homeland, worshipping the moon and Shiva, Siva, Chandra, worshipping the rivers and the Matajis, Sarid, worshipping the sun, Surya and Vishnu, with the mark of the Hindu, the Bindu, and the internal worship of the Atmana, the inner nectar, the Soma. Hence a beautiful word, Hindu, Hindu, Chandra, Sarid, Bindu, Soma. Moon, river, drop, Sun, nectar, bliss, satchit ananda. So too, does this basically define the three sampradayas of Hindu dharma. The saivas, chandra, the shaktites, sarid, the matajis, and the vaishnavas, surya. This is the inclusive nature of the Hindu yoga dharma. So too do we have many synonyms for Hindu-Hindu. Ritta, Dharma, Vedic, Dharma, Yoga, Dharma, Sanatana Dharma, Brahmanism, Hinduism, the Hindu religion. Sabeka Sarva Ekam. We certainly want to recognize the synonyms and then avoid the MO of the invaders of dividing and conquering. Therefore, it's very unwise to say, for example, that we're a Sanatani, but not a Hindu. Or we follow Sanatana Dharma, but not Hindu Dharma, or Hinduism. Or that I'm a Vedantist, but not a Hindu, or a Hare Krishna, but not a Hindu, or a Saiva, but not a Hindu. Are we not then falling into the very trap, the M.O. of all invaders and colonizers, divide and conquer? Therefore, as an inclusive Hindu-Hindu, we recognize that we are a Hindu family, Saiva, Vaishnava, Shakti, the three. So let us live in harmony and follow the Dharma and plant your yoga tree. Karma Bhakti Rajiyani, this is Hindu Dharma, Om Shanti. And Ganapati Muruga Shiva Shakti, Saivism. Ganapati Krishna Vishnu Lakshmi. Ganapati Hanuman Sitaram, Vaishnava Hindu Dharma. Durga Kali, Saraswati, Mahalakshmi, Saraswati, 
Shakti Sampradaya. We are a Hindu family, Saiva, Vaishnava, Shakti, the three. This is the inclusive Hindu dharma, where we and those of other religions get into some serious trouble is when we exclusively deify. It's interesting that the word Ram is spelt just like the English word Ram, R-A-M. In other words, we don't want to ram down the throats of anyone, our specific deity. Within our individual groups, fine. Note how we always start off our podcasts and our satsangs, our pujas, with Namaste, Namaskaram Vanakam, Namo Namaha. This brings us together as a united Hindu family. Then within your specific sampradaya, your specific group, then you can say to each other, Jai Shri Ram, or Sita Ram, or Hare Krishna, perhaps, or Anve Sivamayam Sachame Parasivam, Om Namah Shivaya, or Jai Mataji, but woe unto you if we expect all Hindus to recognize our specific deity, our specific sampradaya. This becomes exclusive deification. And it is this exclusive deification that has caused numerous conflicts, wars throughout the ages. Consider this, Yahweh bless. God Jesus bless, Allah bless, creates a man-made mess. Pitting Saiva against Vaishnava. Saiva Vaishnava against Shakti Sampradaya. Creates a man-made mess. Ishtadevata Samprayogaha Svadhyaya. In the Yoga Sutras of the Saiva Hindu Guru Patanjali, he states that the purpose of self-study, svadhyaya or svadhyaya, is to connect samprayogaha to your chosen deity, your ishtadevata. Just logically and rationally consider for a moment that your spouse, your children, they are your all in all, but they're not the all in all for everybody, are they? So too, with our deities within Hindu Dharma, and actually we can extend this out to the deities in the other religions of the world, they can be the all-in-all all for individuals and specific groups. But again, woe unto you, woe unto us, if we try to make these universal deities for all. Then we are truly ramming our notion of a basically invisible deity down the throats of others. This is no way to have a successful, enlightened society. In other words, we can have, and we do, have meaningful symbols in our life. Symbolism is life. However, avoiding the negative idolization of individuals. This is the mindset behind negative cultic experiences, negative sectarianism. Again, this is living a balanced life, which Hindus would call a sattvic life. Keep the image of the seesaw or the teeter-totter, a playground implement, 
where one can fall from one side to the other or walk up to the middle with one foot on one side, one foot on the other side, and balance in the middle. In other words, there is a time to go right, there is a time to go left, and there is the balance in the middle. This is the sattvic life, which recognizes the extremes, knowing when to go right, knowing when to go left, and living a balanced life in the middle. This is playing the game of life in a nice way. This is balance. Look at this English word. It's composed of bala and, in a sense, nice, N-C-E. Bala nice, or play nice. And is it not profound that the image for the Ram Mandir is Bala Ram, Ram Lala, the five-year-old Ram? And of course, this is long before the whole Ramayana story. Obviously, Sita's not involved, Hanuman's not involved. There's a profound wisdom here that maybe few are really comprehending that, and I don't know if this was the actual intention or not, but hopefully it was, that it is when we are in that state, that childlike state, that we exude this wonderful innocence, pure atmana, pure love and light and energy. We've yet to learn to be deceptive, to hurt other people. In other words, no matter what our physical age, finding the divine inner child within all of us. And all religions speak of this. And actually in the Hindu yoga dharma, we recognize this as our anahata chakra or the heart chakra, wherein we symbolically place the youthful, loving warrior deities, Skanda Muraga, Hanuman, Krishna, Durgama. Learning to live a balanced life. Notice it is the heart that is the balance point of the physical body from the feet to the head. Learning to develop these three qualities of no matter what the physical age or gender, being a youthful, loving warrior. Bala, Priya, Ananda Priya, Vira, youthful, loving, warrior. Learning to play nice, bala nice, balance. Play the game of life. Learn to dance like Nataraja through this divine creation. As we are seekers of this inner light, Bharat. It's a nice word, ba refers to light, and rat is the seeker of light. Is this not what we attempt to do as Hindus? Are we not seekers of enlightenment, of inner knowledge, satchit, ananda? And remember, light is visible light, internal light, and also the feeling of lightness. This is the inner essence that we Hindus recognize as the atmana, that which is not the mind, mana, nor the body, nor the emotions, temporarily inhabiting them, yes, but ultimately will transcend them, certainly at physical death. The inner essence that is provable, science, the pure existence, pure consciousness, sat, 
chit, pure consciousness, pure energy, pure light, sound energy, light energy, heat energy, which becomes the human emotion of love. Love is a warm experience. Ananda, sat, chit, ananda, the science of life. Creation is shakti, energy, neither created nor destroyed, hence no creator. Again, here's where we go afoul in the many religions of the world. When we seek for a creator being, either male or female, that's why as Hindus, we should not be using the Christian term God. First of all, it should not become simply a superficial term. We must realize that the meaning of the word God is a one male, as opposed to goddess, creator, being. And to date, there's never been a provable one male creator being. Again, this is where we turn from symbolism to idolization, trying to find a one supreme deity. This is part of our development as human beings. It seems to occur during our middle term of life. It's not there when we're children. And it often is shed when we become older. But during those middle years, we're seeking for identity. And we do this in our various professions. And it can become extreme, certainly in the religious realm, when we ardently seek for the one creator being, i.e. monotheism, which is not Hindu dharma. Thoughtful Hindus are not monotheists. We're not theists of any kind. Remember, theos is the Greek word for God. And we as Hindus should be using our Sanskrit, Tamil, etc., Hindu terms and concepts. Brahman, which is not a noun. It's a neuter term. It's a being in the sense of verb, not being in the sense of noun. It's that greater source of Satchitananda, of pure energy, pure consciousness, light energy, sound energy, heat energy, of which we are an individual part, a jiv, Atman. That is what our goal is as Indo-Hindus. Vidmahitva sahasras Atman. From the Rig Veda, give us the knowledge of Atma Darshana. Remember, Dharma is our word for Duties, and specifically Hindu duties. Other religions don't use this word. So we need to respect the words that we use and respect their words also. This is where we understand there is a time to recognize the wisdom of exclusivity. This is the balanced life. We can be inclusive within Hindu dharma, but we also have to rationally recognize what to exclude? We are not Christians, we are not Muslims, we are not Jews, and they are not Hindus. This is the balanced life of knowing when to be inclusive, when to be exclusive. This is just rationality. You don't put ice cream on top of your chana and alu. You exclude it. Save it for another time. You don't put vinegar in your milk. Hmm? So there is a time to rationally exclude it doesn't mean you don't like the other. It's just a rational understanding of what fits, what's compatible. Now, if we look at, again, the fact that we live in a triune world, there's 
the need for the left and the right and the middle. That's actually the gunas of life, tamas, rajas, sattva, which are actually the three laws of motion. Inertia, acceleration, action, reaction, and this all creates an equilibrium or a balance, a sattvic balance. This is also the understanding of the two hemispheres of our brain, which we are trying to understand and eventually incorporate in a beautiful symphony, a beautiful balance of left and right brain, knowing when to go left, when to go right, when to be in the balance in the middle, left, right brain, corpus callosum in the middle, learning to conduct your own orchestra, if you will, just like the conductor who is playing all of the instruments, conducting the orchestra. So if we look at the religions of the world, on the quote-unquote pure left, if you will, or right, however you look at the, these terms, you have the fundamentalist. They are those who believe that their way is the only way, and every other way is false at best or outright evil. That's one extreme. You see this the world over. However, the other extreme is the universalist. However, there is often a fundamentalism within this universalism. Today's yoga, for example. People are claiming to do something they call yoga and that this yoga is now universal and applies to everyone, every religion. This is fundamentalist, universalist thinking. The fundamentalist universalist is doing something specific and claiming that to be universal and absorbing every other thing, every other religion, if you will, every other ideology. For example, the statement that yoga is for everybody is no different than the fundamentalist statement that Jesus is for everybody. Now, certainly the quote-unquote pure Christian would say that Jesus is for everybody because there's only one God, Jesus. The more liberal, if you will, Christians may say that, well, Jesus is for everybody and can be found within your religion as well. That's rarer, but there are more universal Christians in that sense. The point is that both are extremes, whether one is a fundamentalist or a universalist, fundamentalist universalist, they're two extremes. And it's interesting that you will see people that often flip from one to the other. With the prolific use of YouTube today, you can find many videos where born-again Christians completely denounce the faith later on and become New Age universalists or get into what they think is yoga and vice versa. There are those who were, as they would say, trapped in universalism or new age or yoga. And then they flip over and become born-again Christians. So we go back and forth, this swing. Actually, in Saiva Hinduism, we sing a bhajan to Shiva. Sada, Lola, Hara, Namashivaya. So Namashivaya is the Panchakchara mantra, the Maha Mantra for Saiva Hindus. And they're recognizing the swing of life, the truth, sada, of the swing, lola, of life. As we go from one 
extreme to the other, one side to the other. And what's it doing? It's eventually hara. It's eventually destroying our ignorance so that we now know when to go left, when to go right, and when to be balanced in the middle. Sattvic. So when it comes to the Hindu yoga dharma, remember, Harihara Ekarupa Guna Shila. We look at Siva and Vishnu and Shakti as all equal in a sense. This is your Ishtadevata, Samprayogaha, Svadhyaya. This is the purpose of our introspection, which only we can do. Go deep within ourselves and find our chosen ideals, chosen deity. Just as in life, we have found our chosen spouse, perhaps, our chosen profession, while respecting other women, other men, other professions in the world. We need to apply this wisdom to the great religions of the world also. For if we don't, that's when we just perpetuate violence. That's when we ram our religion, our deity, down the throats of others. So, we have to be careful, Hindus, with the words Sanatan Dharma. If by that we mean that this specific Dharma is the universal one for everyone, we are just falling into the extreme of the fundamentalist, universalist mindset. So here's an acronym that may help to bring all of this into balance. The NAT principle, N-A-T. And to play with the word a little bit, the word NATI means to be well-dressed, well-appointed. It's often used in the military when one is perfectly dressed. They're very NATI, if you will. But a NAT with a silent G is a GUNAT. <laughs> Just like Hindu Hindu. We can use the H or not. A GUNAT or a NAT is a pest. The choice is up to us. Do we want to be well-appointed, or do we want to be a pest? So let's look at this NAT principle, N-A-T. In other words, our way in life, and relevantly, our religion in life, is not the way. That's the pure, if you will, fundamentalist. But it's not the other extreme, or no way, which means always, same thing, no way, always. Notice the rhetoric of New Age universalism found in the yoga movement, found in Fundamentalist, universalist, Hindu mindsets, where they say no divisions, no labels, we're all one, which is bad math. That's the other extreme of the no way or the all way. But there's a sattvic balance in the middle, the A. In other words, recognizing that our, and we do this in life in general, our, our spouse, our profession, our hobby, our sport is not the way, and it's not a universal way. It's, it's not for everybody. It's for those who choose it, but it's not for everybody. And it's certainly not no way, it's a definable way. There's a balance in the middle between the the way and the no way, a way. So, as mature, balanced Hindus, we want to recognize that our Hindu yoga, religious, spiritual, scientific, philosophical lifestyle is a way. It's not the way, and it's not a universal way, it's not no way. Remember when we say universal... It's there for anyone who chooses to follow it, but it's not universal. It's not for everybody. This is often the perversion of the terms sanatan and dharma. So let's use our rationality, our logic, our reasoning, and judgment, which actually, according to the, again, Saiva Hindu Guru Patanjali, and we need to respect that, that the Yoga Darshan is one of the six orthodox systems of Hindu philosophy, the Shad 
darshanas, naya visesa mimamsa vidanta sankhya yoga. And when it comes to that word yoga, again, this is another one like taking 500 years to establish Ayodhya, taking decade after decade to clear up the meaning of swastika. We Hindus have a serious fault of, in a sense, perfecting, putting things off. In other words, we become professionals or procrastinators. Not good. We need to handle problems while they're small problems before they become huge, almost insurmountable problems. It's a lesson we've yet to learn. We need to take back yoga. Remember that word yoga. It actually has nothing to do with the physical body at all. Huge Atman Brahman Cha. To yoke huge to our Atmana, which is not the soul, it's not the spirit, it's very different. It's not the mind, not the body, not the emotions. To join to the Atmana and then be absorbed in the greater source, which is not God. It's that neuter term Brahman. Huge Atman Brahman Cha. So we can express logic and reasoning with the mudra, and mudras are Hindu sign language, just like mantras are Hindu chants. It's not just any repetition. The mudra vitarka, when you hold three fingers up and the first finger and the thumb make the zero, it's kind of the okay sign in the Western world, zero to many, it's closer to reality, hence the Sanskrit Tamil Hindu nutra term Brahman for the Big Bang, you see. Vitarka mudra, reason, think it out. We live in a triune world. Looking at two sets of three. India, Indian, Hindu. India, Bharat, both terms equally valid. Whether we say India or Bharat or Hind, Hindustan, all synonyms for the same thing. We don't want to exclude any of them, really. But we have to be careful with Bharat so that we don't assume that that's simply about the Mahabharata and Emperor Bharat, thus making Vaishnavism the exclusive or most important aspect of Hindu Dharma, or Ram the most important deity, or Krishna the most important deity. No, 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 no. That's to be anti-Hindu, actually. So if we look at this word again, Bharat, in its essential meaning, Bharat, the seeker rat of inner light, inner knowledge, ba. And barata is also a nice understanding of the, the feeling, the ba, and the melody, the ra or the raga, and the tala, the beat, the dance of life, beautifully again represented by Nataraja. As we learn to dance with life, be in tune with life. This is, again, the epitome of Hindu dharma as our Classic dancers and classic musicians are so intricately skilled in timing, producing beautiful works of art, dance, music, drama, Bharata. Again, Hindu, Hindu, Chandrasarid, Soma, Bindu, Hindu, and India comes from Hindu. India is fine also. India, Antar Dia, the inner light, the India, the Dia within, the Bharat, the one who seeks the inner 
light, the Atmana, Jyoti Shakti Ananda Shanti, love, light, and energy. Om, this are we with emotions, mind, and body. So, India, from Hindu, 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 India, Bharat, Hind, Hindustan, fine. That's the country. That's the place. That's where it all started. But how many of us actually were born in the Indus Valley? How many Hindus today actually come from India? The world is very different today as the Indians, as far as the ethnicity, have gone all around the world. And the specific practices of Hindu dharma, again, whether we say Hindu, Hindu, Ritta, Dharma, Vedic Dharma, Yoga Dharma, Sanatana Dharma, it's very recognizable, it's very specific beliefs. Dharma, Karma, Upasana, Karma Bhakti Raja, Yana, Hatha Mantra, Japa, Nara, Nata, all very recognizable as being the specific religion of Hindu dharma. So, as an Indian ethnicity, this can also be a nationality. For example, anyone born in India becomes an Indian national. But we know there are many combinations in the world today. Again, there are many ethnic Indians that were not born in India, have never been to India, may never go to India in this life. And obviously there are many Indians of ethnicity and nationality that are not Hindus. So we have three terms that can be totally separate. We have India, Indian, and Hindu. They can be the same or they can be very different, different combinations. That's the first set of three. Now, recognizing that we are Hindu-Hindus, we have the next set of three. To try to create a united Hindu family. Remember, all the synonyms are valid. Hindu-Hindu, Ritta-Dharma, Vedic-Dharma, Yoga-Dharma, Sanatana-Dharma, Brahmanism, Hinduism, the Hindu religion. But we are Hindus. That's what we are recognized by. That is our religion. And religion is a proper word to use in English. That's how we incorporate our organizations. That's uh, what we put when we fill out a form under religion. That's how we file a discrimination suit. It's a religious discrimination suit. So the word religion, it's not just for the monotheistic religions. It's the scholarly term used to recognize all of the traditions around the world using English, which is our common language. It's okay. It's secular. It's fine. That's a general language, but specifically we have to recognize when we're using Sanskrit, Tamil, etc. Now we're talking specifically about the Hindu dharma. So we are all Hindus. We are a Hindu family. Remember, Saiva, Vaishnava, Shakti, the three. So we're Hindus. What is our goal? Atma, Dashana, Paramo, Dharma. Along with all of our very important duties in life, our dharmas, our Ritta Dharma, Svadharma, Shrama Dharma, Varna Shrama Dharma. Our most important duty, our overriding duty is to see, realize, have insight into our inner essence, which we Hindus call the Atmana. Atma Darshana Paramo Supreme Dharma duty. So we're Hindus. Our goal is Atma Darshana. Vidmahitva Sahasras Atman. And how do we do that? Well, Hindu Hindu Samudra Iddhyarti Vayubir, again from the Rig Veda, talking to each other, fellow Hindu Hindus, with the support, Vir, of the breath Vayu, 
grab a hold, idhyarti, of the cosmic ocean within, hmm, samudra. Again, if we look at this word Indu, Indus, from where we get Hindu, Hindus, it's a constellation, Indus. It's the original homeland, the river valley. It's the people, the practices, Hindu, Hindu, beautiful. And the cosmic ocean, grab a hold through the breath, the pranayama. This is our lifestyle of yoga, yujatman brahmancha. We yoke to the atmana through living. The Hindu, yoga, religious, spiritual, scientific, philosophical lifestyle. Keep all of those together. In other words, don't separate them out, as New Agers often do. Oh, yoga's not a religion, it's a science. Oh, yoga's not a religion, it's a philosophy. No, it's all of those things. It's the Hindu, yoga, religious, spiritual, scientific, philosophical lifestyle to which anyone can study and learn and become part of. But in order to be a teacher, one would rationally, logically, be tarka, have to first become a Hindu in order to be a teacher. This would stand true to any of the specific religions of the world. So three simple words. We're Hindus. Our goal is Atma Darshan, and we get there by yoga. Hindu, yoga, Atman. Remember, this is where the prefix becomes all important to distinguish and delineate and differentiate between the different yogas, which we want to incorporate in the entirety of our being. We want to be doing karma yoga, Hindu ethics and service, seva. We want to be doing bhakti yoga, Hindu devotions. We want to be doing raja yoga, Hindu meditations or contemplations. We want to do jnana yoga. We want to study outwardly and internally. And obviously, we sit in a stira sukhamasana, a one comfortable posture, hatha yoga. We do our chants, our mantra yoga, Hindu chants. We do our japa yoga, Hindu chants on beads. We do our nada and nata yoga. We play the music, we listen to the divine Hindu music, and we learn to dance, nata, through life, just like Nataraja. And a very important insight here into our classic Hindu yoga, religious, spiritual, scientific, philosophical lifestyle is that of all of our classic yogas, there was only one that the Rishi said, don't display this one, keep it secret. And sadly, just like taking 500 years to bring Ayodhya back, letting all of these colonizers and invaders take over for millennium, for centuries, We've allowed the Hatha Yoga to be on display. And this was the one that was never, ever supposed to be out there. Just do your simple research. The Siva Samhita, the Giranda Samhita, Hatha Yoga Pradipika, Siddha Siddhanta Bharati of Yogi Garakana, they all said the same thing as Svatmarama said, Hatha Vidya. Bhaveda yavate guya niveda tu prakash varanam. This knowledge, vidya of hatha, is powerful, bhaveda, when you keep it secret, guya, gopya guya, also a name for the Mordiga warrior, skanda, guya. And it loses power, niveda, when you display it to prakash varanam. Hmm. And that's why we have. 
hot yoga, power yoga, dog yoga, laughter yoga, Kino's yoga, Ted's yoga, Mary's yoga, Adrian's yoga. Total disgrace. This is the extremist universalist mindset that doesn't know when to exclude. We need to learn when to include and when to exclude and what to exclude. We inhale, we exhale. The wisdom's always been there right at the breath. We take in, we let go. We know what to hold on to and what to let go of. Ganesha's gatha and his pasa. We need to learn when to go left, when to go right, when to be balanced in the middle. Left brain, right brain. When to exercise our masculine nature, logical, analytical, rational thinking area. When to recognize our feminine nature, soft, intuitive, gentle, open nature. In other words, we do want, don't want to be close-minded, stuck in the left brain, stuck on one side in the extremes, nor do we want to be so open-minded, as the cliche goes, that our brains fall out, being stuck on the right side. Now, when to be inclusive, when to be exclusive. Then we once again regain that youthful, loving warrior inside, that inner child, that Bala Ram. Huh? So it's up to all of us as Hindus to do our own pran pratishta, be established with the inner breath in the cosmic ocean within. Hindu samudra iddhyarti vayuvir. Take a breath. Go in. And realize the essential nature of Hindu dharma, tattvam si that thou art. We are the atmana of satchitananda, jyoti shakti ananda shanti, love, light, and energy with a body, mind, and emotions. This is the meaning of ekam sat. Sat is not an exclusive truth. It is not an exclusive deity. It is the understanding of satchitananda. The inner essence of pure consciousness, pure energy, pure light, knowledge, bliss, that then becomes innumerable name and form to be respected. Ekamsat Viprabahuravarante. It is not a one deity to the exclusion of all others. It is not a one religion to the exclusion of all others. It is a way, not the way. And not nowhere always. But the choice is up to us as we play the game. Do we become well-appointed or do we become a pest? Use your indomitable, your invincible, the very meaning of Iodia, invincible will to uncover the youthful, loving warrior within, that inner child at the heart chakra. And then you, we, will be well-equipped to blossom out to the world at large and truly wish others an auspicious life and a peaceful life and a life of fullness and tranquility. Om Sarvesham Svastir Bhavatu Sarvesham Shantir Bhavatu Sarvesham Purnam Bhavatu Sarvesham Mangalam Bhavatu As we help each other out. And this is really where the rubber meets the road, if you will. It's one thing to have our beliefs our religions. But if we're not helping our fellow human beings, what's the point? And especially in their times of need and sickness and suffering. 
सर्वे बवंतु सुकिनः सर्वे संतु निरामयाः सर्वे भधणि पश्यन्तु मा कस्य दुख बागबवेत इन अदर वर्ड्स फर्स्ट एंड फॉरमोस्ट जस्ट स्ट्राइव टू बी ए अ गुड पर्सन एथिकल डिवोटेड मेडिटेटिव कीप अप दैट प्रोसेस एंड यू विल लिव ए rather successful enlightened life this is the classic yogas of hinduism karma bhakti rajayana in general to others ethics devotion meditation to the ongoing enlightenment experience enlightenment to be but this demands that we turn the gaze back in on ourselves and be willing to go from untruth to truth take advice from others even from little children from other nature from the animals around us learn from them those of you with pets sometimes they exhibit more of this ananda this priya ananda certainly jyoti shakti tremendous energy than we humans do as they are pure souls if you will atmanas to us as hindus of love light and energy and they exude that out So as we go from untruth to truth and humbly admit our ignorance there's always somebody that knows more somebody that knows less somebody that's more devoted less devoted that's just the way life is but never forget who we are that's the first chakra actually that's why we beseech mahaganapati so much he represents that earth element the memory the first chakra don't forget who you are tatvamasi that inner nectar the amritam of bliss hence we say asatoma sadgamaya tamasoma jyotir gamaya mrityorma amritam gamaya seeking peace through strength and justice not through capitulation not through procrastination but lasting balanced sattvic peace om shanti 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 namaste namaskaram vanakam namo namaha